Alright, legends, welcome back, dude, to yet another episode of Get Around Me. What a time it is to be alive. You know, the freedom, it just keeps on coming in this great city. Freedom everywhere, dude. And on that note, I would actually like to begin this podcast with two to three minutes of administration, if you don't mind. We haven't had any admin in quite some time. Well, we haven't really had anything in quite some time, you know? So this is, if anything, exciting. But Sydney, I have a live stand-up comedy show on sale now. November 19 at the Factory Theatre. Riff City is making a return. If you're not familiar with Riff City, uh, it's a show me and Pat Doherty do together. And it is just all crowd work. Whole hour is improvised. So November 19, there's a, it's called Laugh Out of Lockdown Festival. It's like a comedy festival they're putting on as we come out of COVID. So if you go to laughoutoflockdown.com.au, Riff City, search my name, whatever, R-I-F-F City. And uh, yeah, you could have the time of your life, dude. One show, all crowd work. It's a pretty loose show. I kind of regret doing it now. Um, because most comedy gigs have, in fact, not come back yet. So I could be potentially rusty, and it can be quite a hard show to pull off. But, dude, I tell you what, this show, it's exciting every time, no matter what happens. So come along, it's so fun. Uh, we, we did them uh, before COVID, we did like three or four of them, and they're so fucking fun, dude. So I would love to see you there. November 19, let's get the website up. Um, laughatalockdown.com.au Billy Darcy and Pat Doherty Riff City So yeah, we do we do 10 minutes each then we do another 10 minutes each like just alone on stage all crowd work and then we do the last 15 minutes together all crowd work So it's a full crowd work hour It's fucking loose It's going to be fun I'll just read the description just to give you a bit of an idea uh, I actually wrote this as well. So if you don't like the description, then yeah, let me know so I can take that personally, please. But here it is. Any nerd with three career roots can do pre-written stand-up. Big players take big swings. This is why two blokes have decided to have a dig and do a full hour of improvised stand-up and crowd work. No script, no stress, babe. Strap in as these two lean on their charisma and natural talent to bring you the night of your life. Now, if they aren't the words of a man three weeks ago who hasn't really thought about actually doing the show, then I don't know what is. But if that is the sort of confidence that you can expect at Riff City, okay? So come on down, November 19 at 8.15 p.m. One show, uh, no material. So if you saw me earlier in the year and you think, I don't want to see the same shit again, it's all crowd work. And it's this show will never be seen again. You know, it's pretty unique. So come along. The other thing is I have a new uh, stand-up clip doing the rounds. I know I was saying this for about three weeks about the same clip, but in my defense, um, I, I kept forgetting to upload that one, whereas this one has, in fact, been uploaded. So it's called How to Get Rejected by a Girl in 2021. You know, it's three minutes of me striking out. If you're a fan of this pod in Strikeout City, I'm going to freaking jump on the front foot and say you'd probably enjoy this clip too. So, you know, something for everyone, new stand-up, 
Riff City, November 19. Come along, dude. Come along. But speaking of fake cities, dude, I heard um I heard a filthy rumor. Filthy rumor last week. Or maybe a couple of days ago, actually. Someone told me, and this is just hearsay, okay? This is just hearsay. But someone told me that Canberra has actually been in lockdown this whole time and that they've just come out of it. Now, I went across the internet. I couldn't see anything to back up these claims. But I don't know what would motivate someone to to start such a rumour. But apparently Canberra has been in lockdown almost as long as, as Sydney or roughly the same amount of time. Did anyone know this? Did anyone know this? I thought only like, you know sort of big big cities could get locked down. I mean, I mean, Cowra didn't get locked down. So why is Canberra? You know what I mean? I mean, if Dubbo didn't get the treatment, then why are we doing Canberra like that? I mean, it's just a small town filled with battlers and I'm hearing they've been locked down for upwards of three months. I mean, this is just ridiculous. COVID, you know, I, I looked at it, apparently they had 27 cases baffles me as I'm pretty sure the population is 26. So, I mean, I've been saying, you know, I've been sending sympathy down south to our uh, brothers and sisters south of the border. But apparently, and again, once again, this is not verified. Okay, I just want to make that clear that this is, you know, it's a comedy podcast first and foremost. It's not a news podcast. This is just something I heard. But I swear to God, dude, people are out there saying Canberra has been in lockdown for three months and they've just come out of it. blown away absolutely blown away so i mean it could be argued canberra has been in lockdown since 1973 depending on who you ask but i tell you what dude canberra you have my sympathies i had no idea you know i don't is anyone checked on it has anyone sent over a, a messenger pigeon or whatever they still use over there you know can we send a fax what happens in that town you know what i mean you're telling me Questacon has been shut for three months and no one's been, no one's thrown a hand up? I mean, absolutely terrifying stuff for the people of Canberra. And uh, if this is true, you do in fact have my sympathies, but I'm going to need to see some sort of evidence, you know? But yeah, dude, I just heard that. Canberra, my God, good luck. Good luck to this, to that city. I had no idea. But it's all happening, dude. I mean... We got this new premier. I hate how much the politicians change in Australia. As a casual fan, you know, I'm like, if, if, if politics was the UFC, I only watch Conor McGregor fights, you know? So, you know, when, when, when a prime minister gets shafted, yeah, I'll chuck on the news. But that's, that's pretty much it for me. So I, I'm a casual fan. Sometimes, you know, you miss some of the trades and whatnot. But it's hard to keep up in this country, isn't it? I mean, really. If you, there's a chance, dude, you go to Wollongong for two weeks and go camping. I mean, you better buy a newspaper on your way back into town because who knows what's going on, dude. They have a freaking, they have a coffee and a few bickies. And next thing you know, we got a new, a new prime minister or a new state premier, you know, but now we got this new premier. Um, I'll be honest. I'm not a hundred percent on how to say his name, which is why I'm being a little bit hesitant right now. I believe it's Parrot, but you know, there's some, there's some room for, there's some wiggle room there for someone to tell me how it's actually, how it's actually said, but 
dude, I don't know. This guy seems to hate abortion and lockdowns with the same intensity. And that's a crossover we haven't seen before. So, you know, the parrot, dude, he's, he's swinging the Bible and he's, and, and he's swinging it hard. So, I don't know, man. I can't keep up. I can't keep up. You know, I just, I, I just thought, I just thought, Bill, it's time for you to get back to what you do well. And that is, and that's throw around huge amounts of iron. That's right. The city's returned, but I've also returned to my local gymnasium. Okay. You know, this shirt, it's, a, it's an XL. And to be honest, dude, it's, it's pinching my, it's pinching my seps as it were, my arms, my, uh, my tree trunks, you know, I'm getting freaking bulked up for summer. But dude, I tell you what, I got social anxiety at the gym beforehand, man. But now this is just out of control. I had to go in there and uh, get my like my beep boop thing reactivated um, with the COVID passport, and and I go in there. By the way, sorry, sidebar on here. Has anybody heard about these like fake vaccine passports? Some of my uh, rowdier unvaccinated mates have uh, have sort of like come across this and they were telling me about it on the weekend there's blokes out there sneaking into pubs with fake vaccine passports it's like you build a bridge people will find a way to go under it you know what i mean but isn't this crazy like the vaccine passport comes out and then apparently i mean i don't think it's freaking revolutionary i think it's just like some photoshop app and you just put your name on someone else's vaccine passport um, I don't know how you add it to your wallet or whatever. I don't think you do. But dude, even in the age of apps and, you know, Steve Jobs is watching you sleep and, and freaking, you know, the Zuckerberg knows what you want for breakfast before you do. But I tell you what, dude, humans will find a way, won't they? I thought it was absolutely hilarious. One of, one of, one of my uh, mates was talking about these black market vaccine passports. And I was thinking... <laughs> I was thinking, where does it end, dude? You know what I mean? Where does it end? Do you get... Is it, I assume the fines for doing this are astronomical. I don't know. I've got a legitimate one, so I don't have to worry. But, but dude, yes. The, the, a, couple, a couple of blokes I know are out there f- fucking knocking about with a fake vaccine passport like it's 1973 out here, dude. The humans are wild. We will always find a way. That gives me so much hope for the future. You know? Not as far as people sneaking into pubs and spreading COVID. But I'm just saying, as far as, you know, because I don't want to be some half robot one day. You know what I mean? Oh, get a microchip in your brain and you can shop on Amazon Prime with your right eye and watch Squid Game with your left eye all, all hologrammed up in your glasses or whatever. I got no interest, dude. I got no interest. I'm like at my... I'm right there or thereabouts like getting on a Zoom call. Okay, so you want me to turn half cyborg one day? What happens when I don't know how to fucking turn my own right leg on, dude? You know? Yeah, I have I have issues with the video camera or my laptop. You know, no one, you know, no one's really too affected by it. But what happens if I wake up and I, I don't know how to fucking reset my right robot leg? Because even though it's 2073, I'm still terrible with technology, dude. So it's good to see that humans... I take that as a win for humans over technology, though I do not endorse uh, people going into pubs unvaccinated, spreading COVID everywhere. And that's, you know, that's, I'm pretty sure, <laughs> it just, 
It feels like there's COVID everywhere. I would just love to know. I don't know. I'd love to know how much COVID is around you at any point because it is just, it's wild out there, dude. In my area, there's like no COVID. And then, and then sometimes you hear there is and you just think, where is it? I just want to fucking look at it. You know what I mean? But it's very slippery, that COVID. Very slippery indeed. But anyway, dude, so my first gym sesh back it could be described probably as more of a 40-minute panic attack than anything else. Jesus Christ. So I went in there. Firstly, my beeper doesn't work, so you got to knock on the door. And you know the, the, you're supposed to go during staffed hours. So I go during staffed hours, but no one comes to answer the door because like the gym lady wasn't there. And then there's people in there working out, but they don't want to let me in. I could be one of these freaking, these young Froot Loops running around with a vaccine passport that my mate made on Microsoft Paint, you know? So, so everyone's just watching me knock on the door. There's some chick on a treadmill just looking at me and I can feel her. I can feel her thoughts. And it's like, this guy's a, it's, this guy's a freak. Get out of the gym. That was what I gleaned from the 0.1 of a second she looked at me. But I'm, I'm out here knocking for like five minutes and it's, it's like uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable because there's like two periods where I just stop knocking and pretend to be on my phone. Everyone can see that I'm waiting for someone to let me in. But no one at the gym wants to let me in because I could be, you know, I could be filled to the brim with COVID. So I just stand outside these glass doors for 10 minutes looking at people work out. Anxiety rising before this this chick you know she's probably on a lunch break or something you know i don't want to i don't want to have a go at this um this beautiful woman but so she finally lets me in and then i go oh, i need to get my beeper thing reactivated and show you my vaccine passport to get re-registered at the gym and she said oh don't worry about it we can do it later so then i go in and i realize i've forgotten my towel and it's like that's the only rule. The rule is no towel, no gym. Okay. I'm in the gym, no towel. Uh, I haven't proved that I'm vaccinated and I, I can't remember how to use most of the machines. I start using my jacket as a towel in one of the more, uns that would be unsanitary in fucking non-COVID times, dude. But this is like, this is like the second day of, of gyms being back in, in Sydney. Like people are freaking out. Like if you use the bench, People don't want to use that for like two days. You know, they're spraying it down. One guy was spraying down the fucking elliptical machine with like Mortine. He thought there was bugs on it or something. I said, brother, I don't think you know how COVID works. And then he fucking sprayed it at me. So, you know, there was a fair bit going on at the gym, dude. I did like two, two sets of fucking God knows what with my jacket as a, as a towel. Everyone was looking at me terrifying i couldn't remember how to put the bench up and down so i just did sort of just did sort of a bench press type thing with dumbbells at an angle of sort of a 33 degree angle i guess you would say because i didn't know how to make it flat again and uh yeah the whole thing was a panic attack and just a goddamn nightmare so remember your towel remember your vaccine passport and remember to fucking lift hard dude that's the message of this particular podcast lift hard but anyway really who gives a fuck about the gym i mean god damn have a look at me it's not working you know what i mean so here's the deal babe the pubs are back and i made my return 
and it was absolute chaos up there, okay? So I just went to my local, nothing too like, you know, it's not like the sort of place where you would go out and sort of meet, you know, local, uh, maybe women who are so hot that they're almost celebrities, you know? You know, like there's not a lot of, it's not like a place to go out and, and party or anything, it's just a bloody, bloody pub, hey? And I do think, you know, I do feel so sorry for these local businesses. So I thought, you know, it's my civil duty of anything else, you know, community first to go up there and sort of drill 15 to 16 schooners, um, taking no breaks whatsoever. So, so that's what we did. We went up there and I got to say, it was absolutely crazy, dude. Like pub was packed to the gills because this is a pub that, you know, it's Friday afternoons. It's sort of packed, but it's not usually going off this pub it's not usually going nuts but it was going nuts and they did the beepers on the table and so everyone is just ordering off the scan things on the table i went to the bar because i want that analog analog experience so i go up to the bar and i'm fucking ravenous dude okay just like worked all day friday so you know you got that knock off energy i'm gonna knock someone off dude like I was so keen. <clears throat> I didn't even have a beer at home, I don't think. Mm, that's a lie. I think I had three. But I was so keen for that first schooner. And and then I get to the, the bar line. I lined up for 35 minutes, dude. And I'm getting progressively more furious as the night goes on. I mean, the night does go on while I'm in the line. There's two, there's two like 50, 60-year-old tradies ahead of me. They, these guys are furious. I'm, I'm becoming a negative Nelly upstairs, but I'm trying to fight it. You know, I'm thinking this is fucking bullshit, dude. Three months I've waited for this, and I thought, no, no, Bill, don't you, don't you dare, Darcy, don't you fucking dare. And then I finally get to the front. I'm behind these tradies, and there's like, there's like three 18 year olds on their first, first shift ever, and these, these kids are shaking like a fucking leaf. I mean, they wouldn't know how to pour a glass of water let alone a schooner to the caliber I require. So they're terrified. One of the tradies says like, mate, I need two Carlton's and a twoies. And the kid was like, oh, I'm sorry. Could you say that again, sir? And the guy was like, I said two Carlton's and a fucking twoies, mate. And he's just like standing over this 18 year old. And this kid's having the worst night of his life, dude. Like you could just tell it's his first shift ever. They were understaffed. I just can't believe it these poor these poor kids and and then the other tradie while while the while the kids pouring these beers <laughs> he goes mate i'll say this very slowly for you i'm next and i want two jugs of carlton draft okay shouldn't be that fucking hard should it and this kid's just I, i'll put my hand up i stood by i'm a bystander in this situation okay this kid needed a hero and i wasn't willing to be it all right if anything you know, behind this kid's back, I did in fact join in on the banter. You know, I said I leaned over to one of the tradies. You know, he's 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 built like a brick shit house, and I was desperate for his approval. And I leaned over and I said, "Jesus Christ, mate! They'll have to fucking color code it for this poor cunt." And the, and this guy, he loved it. He was like, "Ah!" He was like, "Yeah, he's a fucking idiot." And I was like, "Ah, loving it." You know. So you know, the banter's still there. There's no doubt that sense of community still there. But then, yeah, dude, I, I got up there and just ordered three jugs in a state of panic because I thought, I don't know when I'm next going to be able to access this thing. So I just got three jugs 
Um, Macca called me as well while I'm waiting for the jugs to be poured. And I go, what's up, mate? And he goes, oh, mate, just letting you know, we ordered off the barcode uh, thing and the beers came 15 minutes ago. We've all, we're on our second. So while I'm lining up, these blokes are freaking... Oh, it makes me furious, dude. Makes me furious just to think about that. But this poor pub dude, they were understaffed and it was chaos. And I, and it's just like, it's the first Friday back in Sydney, okay? Freedom Day was Monday, you know? And Freedom Day, it's, it poured all day and people went out for dinner, okay? Like, some people were carrying on like, you know, it was just sort of free cocaine at bus stops. That was not the case. But this is the first Friday. So it's fucking on, dude. And, and it's like, how could you be understaffed for the first one back? I'd love to see the balls of the kid that freaking NA'd the first Friday back. You know? Just like, oh, sorry, I, I can't I can't work that Friday. It's actually um, it's actually Tomo's 18th. Yeah, yeah, we got a booking down at the Stain. So, yeah, I won't be able to work. I know I just got the job. I know. This is crazy, isn't it? It's just one of those things. Just one of those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tomo's a character, though. It's one, I, cu- I couldn't miss it, mate. I couldn't miss it. I've known Tomo since fucking, since God knows when. And he's a pisshead, mate. If I don't go, mate, if I don't go, are you going to be the one to tell Tomo? No, I, there's no way I could work. I mean, anyone who NA'd that Friday working at my local pub, I got to say, you've got some serious balls on you. Um, you've betrayed your fellow staff forever. I think some of those, some of those kids behind the bar will never be the same again. And, and, but at the same time, happy birthday to Tomo and enjoy your weekend. Okay. My God, it was fucking wild up there. But you know, you know, COVID times it's, it's booking city. So we sat there for about three to four hours, just drilling piss. And, uh, and I'm not going to be one of those guys who's too cool for school and say, oh, mate, a beer's a beer. Who gives a shit? Okay. I'm not going to do that. These schooners, dude, these beautiful tap beers, it's another level. It's another level of satisfaction, you know? And you, you can bottle beers. I just don't want to hear it. There's such, a, there's such a gap in standard between bottled beers and schooners. It's unbelievable, okay? Bottled beers, put it this way, bottled beers are freaking Nathan Horitz and Xavier Doherty, all right? And schooners are Shane Warne, McGill, and Nathan Lyon, okay? There's a distinct step up in quality and experience, okay? And that's what schooners bring. And I don't care if you call them pots or pints in whatever communist state you come from, dude. It's all the same stuff, and it's all fucking delicious. So, great to be back. Great to be back. And I had the time of my life. But then it actually started raining at about 10 o'clock. And then that's that, dude, you know, like we had a, our table was booked in the beer garden and there's like not a single table free in sight. So, so that was that. But dude, it was so fun. And then obviously we sort of came back here and, uh, and carried on. It's great to be able to have people back as well. Great to be able to have people back. Um, so we just had an absolute session here and it was fucking unreal. You know, Mitch and Danny, former housemates of the Lad Pad, made a return. It was all happening, dude. But, so, Saturday morning we wake up. We got to move out of this place in about a week. And, dude, there is so much rubbish and, like, like freaking so much stuff people have left here as they've moved out. 
like there's couches, bed frames, like furniture. There's like freaking what? What else was there? There was so much weird shit around the pad. There was old pool toys. Um, you know, there's. I mean, I've still got to get rid of that dirt bike I picked up off the off the road. And what was what was clearly one of the more not so well thought out decisions I've ever made. You know, you bring a dirt bike home that you find on the side of the street and expect it to run. Also, you've never ridden a dirt bike before, Bill. So, so yeah, you know, there's a lot of rubbish. We wake up, we got a skip bin, and uh, we felt, dude, we filled a full skip bin Saturday morning so hungover. It was one of the more impressive things we've done. We filled a full skip bin up. I, re- we, I reckon we could fill two more with just all the crap around here. And, uh, and I got to say, it was quite demoralizing. We filled a full skip and not including the skip bin, we did, um, we did a tip run as well, two tip runs. And the place still looks pretty much the same. <laughs> to be honest, the backyard, there's still just shit everywhere. We threw out six spare mattresses. Okay, I'm going to say that number again. Six spare mattresses. No one should have more than two spare mattresses. We had six, dude. And that's it. And, and like three bed frames. I mean, I don't even know. Like when you live in a big share house and people offer you stuff, you just take it. You know? Oh, I'm getting rid of this credenza. It's like, mate, mate. Well, we got the room. We've totally got the room. And then now like it really, there's egg on my face because I'm the last man standing here at the, at the lad pad. And there's just so much stuff that's been left over here. And it's just like, I mean, I'm I'm freaking chucking all this stuff out. I don't even know where I don't even know how it got here. But it's gotta go. You know what I mean? And the freaking you know, I've been I've been I've been caught with the ladle in my hand, as they say. So I better fucking cook something. But anyway, dude, crazy working bee. Went to the tip, trying to get this thing done. We're nowhere near. This move's gonna take about three years. Um, but the process has begun. Okay. I'll say this. Firstly, so Saturday night. Saturday night, I uh, Saturday afternoon went to a mate's place for a big old race day, and I love a race day. Obviously, the Everest was on. We um we did that working bee in the morning, so then so then you know come one two o'clock, we've earned our schooners. You know, the, this is now not reckless behaviour. This is just missions before treats, dude. So. So we got a free pass to get fucked up, guilt-free, and we went round to my mate's place and race day, suited up in stupid suits, and dude, I tell you what, my mate, beautiful, everything he had, he had like a man cave at his house, everything he had was like a nicer version of what we have here. He had a pool table, um, but it was level and all the pockets were the right size, and uh, it's just beautiful to play on, beautiful to play on. The ball rolled to places it just won't on our table, and it was exciting. Um, he, he had the exact same speaker that ours did, but his wasn't taped up with duct tape. Dude, it was nice to see how the other half live. It really was. But we just got it just out of our mind, really. Played, played some French cricket in one of the more aggressive throwbacks we've seen. So we're playing a bit of French cricket. One of the funnest games you can play. We're all fucked up, having a great time. And, uh, you know, Maka is just... Maka and Adzi are there. And Maka is just, man, this guy couldn't catch a tennis ball if it freaking jumped out of his beer into his hand. I mean, balls were hitting him in the chest left and right. 
some of them would just whistle past his ear and he would not even react. Okay. Uh, so it was quite terrifying. And so the rule came out, we're not, you know, it was time to stop playing French cricket. You know, you can't play French cricket all day and all night. As much as you want to, you just can't. So it became clear we had to stop. And the rule went out, we're not stopping until Maka catches a ball. Okay. So Maka has to take the catch. Now, Maka's had about 12 beers and he's dressed to the nines in one of the poorest suits you'll ever see. And <laughs> so we're sitting, we're, we're, we're just sitting the ball up and Maka is just getting hit in the chest left and right. And it's, it's getting to the point, you know when something's funny and then after a while you're like, all right, Maka, if you could just catch one now, mate, let's get back inside and continue the session. Um, and then it's just like, you know, Maka is just freaking, it's Pelican of the Week material. And I think one hit him in the throat. He sort of momentarily lost his voice box for a bit there. Sounded like freaking squeaky off of Toy Story. And <laughs> eventually, Mac has just taken an absolute screamer. The boys are going nuts. As he runs over for, for what can I only assume was a high five. But, you know, you should never sneak up on a martial artist, as they say. So I actually ended up... I uh, see Adzi coming out of my left eye. I just react, okay? I just react. Could have been anyone to me. All I saw, I didn't see my friend Adzi coming. I saw danger. Okay, so I drop, I drop my left shoulder ever so slightly. My shoulder's up here. I just drop it down like that. Just about seven centimeters. I just move it down. Um, the result is Adzi has been absolutely polaxed. I've just absolutely flattened Adzi in front of the whole party. And, you know, if you get flattened in front of nine other blokes... You got, you got seven seconds to either punch that bloke in the face or assume your role as the beta for the rest of the night. And, you know, Adzi, Adzi knows, knows better than to piss me off, doesn't he? <laughs> but no, seriously, if he was to punch me in the face, that would have been quite a swift victory for him. But he didn't do that because he's a good friend. I picked him up, but I got to say, yeah, Adzi, <laughs> I apologize now, mate, and I apologize then or vice versa. But I absolutely... Just put my shoulder into Adzi. I don't know where this... I went to the gym once. That one session, you know, it's just like riding a bike. The the, the muscle memory, the fast twitch fibers. I'm 15% Jamaican. Whatever you need to tell yourself, dude. But I've got, I've got explosiveness that, you know, most, most other athletes and most other people, full stop, just don't have. So, you know, there's a story and there's also a warning for you. You know, there's a warning. But dude, yeah, we just we just got absolutely out of our minds at my mate's place. It's fucking sick, and uh, and it's just good. It's just good to good to hang out with other people who aren't my roommates. That's what's great about it. You know, it's fucking fun. So anyway, anyway, dude, what's in? Uh, I've just got a news story. A news story. You know, it's not a news podcast, but every now and then, a news story will catch my eye, and. And I'm not one to weigh in too much, you know. I'm not, I'm pretty easy breezy, but there is a line, okay? There is a moment where I say that's enough, where the foot goes down, where my shoulder gets dropped, okay? And just ask Ad, just ask Adzi. When that, you know, when I do put that foot down, it fucking stays down, okay? And I saw something this morning. Jessica. Okay? Jessica didn't write down her last name, unfortunately, but Jessica from Married at First Sight, okay? Quite an attractive blonde woman. She is now on Big Brother 
Celebrity Edition. Okay? Now, firstly, I've got no problem with her or that show or Married at First Sight. Here's where the problem comes in. Okay, she's gone on this Celebrity Big Brother and she said she said Shane Warne was in her DMs. All right, now I got, I got nothing wrong with that at all. Dude, Shane Warne, what the man can do with his right hand is just across the board unrivaled. Okay, I don't care whether it's it's a cricket ball, an iPhone, or a vodka Red Bull. Whatever it is, dude, you just fucking put that in his right hand and you watch magic happen. Okay, so so Warnie's fired off a couple of messages and I, I got no problems. I got no qualms. She's gone on Celebrity Big Brother and said that Shane Warne is a freak. Okay, and you're right about that, Jessica. He is a freak. Okay, he can do things with a cricket ball that no mortal man can. He is a fucking freak. When he took 42 wickets in the 05 Ashes, plenty of people were calling him a freak back then. Okay, so you're right on that. But uh, she, she's gone off and said, she's gone off and said, as, as if I'd get with Shane Warne, that guy's a freak. Oh, some of these messages were a little inappropriate. And I just think, firstly, whatever, cha- wh- whatever channel has endorsed this, I don't know what channel Big Brother is on, but to have an icon's name slandered on mainstream television, yeah? You know, I'm sure Shane's lawyers are sorting this out right now, but to have, a, to have a, an Australian icon slandered on mainstream Australian television by just, you know, some, some, some character, you know, I don't want to say a negative word, I want to stay objective on this. To me, that's where I draw the line. Okay, if you want to, if you want to take on, you know, if you want to have a go at freaking Lisa Wilkinson or Carl Stefanovic, uh, you know, these sort of people who are celebrities. No, there's no doubt they're celebrities, but they're not icons. Okay. Firstly, babe, when Shane warns in your DMs, okay, check the calendar because it must be your fucking birthday. All right, first and foremost. All right, screenshot it, send it to all your closest friends and family. And say, and say, fuck yeah, we're on here. And, and <laughs> this beautiful Jessica, you know, I'm trying not to rag on this bird too much, you know. She said, she said, isn't his son more famous than him now? She said, give me his number. Give me Jackson Warren's number. I mean, this is unbelievable. First, she's had the old bull. Now, she wants the young calf. And it's like, Jess, babe, let's keep the Warren name out of your mouth. You know? God, can Shane Warren send off a DM without being harassed? What happened to deleting them? You know what I mean? I mean, is it a crime to carry a nation on your back for 15 years? Because if it is, there, yeah, then lock him up, dude. Lock him up. But, you know, I understand how reality television works. I mean, look at me. I'm talking about Celebrity Big Brother. Because this 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 bird has name dropped Shane Warne, so there you go. It does work. It's the shock tactics. Uh, when a name when a name has that much power behind it, you know, you drop it where you can. I understand, babe. You're a marketing machine, and I applaud you. But but where do we draw the line? You know, I'm surprised old Shane O isn't on Celebrity Big Brother. Actually, he might have done that in England. 
Dude, he'd be great at it. Here's a, here's a reality show for you. <laughs> Shane Warne and the last, and like 11 of the celebrity birds he's hit up on Instagram who have knocked him back. Or even better, who have gone to the media. Imagine that. Let's put this Jessica Bird and, you know, let's be honest, let's not beat around the bush. Shane, Shane always texted pretty much any bird with an active Instagram account. So let's just get, let's get the 11 most notable sort of D-list chicks with 15 grand on their chest. But they have to have rejected him, okay? No one's going around for round two with the king. Not at 7 p.m. on a Thursday anyway. But all the birds that have rejected him on Instagram, let's get 11 to 12 of them, you know? Let's, let's, let's do Shane's big brother house. And it's kind of like a bachelor. It's a bachelor big brother slash really just... And the winner, <laughs> the winner is, is any bird that can resist his charm. You know, you put you put eleven birds in in a in a house with Shane for three months, and any bird that kisses him or anything further than that, you know, we we know we know how Shane likes it, down and or dirty, and any bird that falls for his charms loses and is eliminated from the house. So then, you know, by the end, you got you got three chicks haven't had sex in three months, and you got a sh- you know shirtless and probably pantsless Shane Warne walking around the house i mean good luck ladies good luck i could never participate you'd see me day one you know shane would freaking shake my hand and i'd just kiss him on the lips i'd be like i'm sorry i got lost in your eyes so you know that's the show to make that is the show to make get this jess bird on it let's see if let's see if she can back up these words hey i love it i love it all but dude i tell you what if i'm freaking if I'm like, you know, one of these married at first sight people or whatever, and Shane warns in my DMs, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, let me get dinner with this bloke. You know, there's a few headlines. There's a couple of extra followers. I love, uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know, maybe this, maybe I don't know anything about this Jessica Bird, but, she, you know, she's obviously a, an honorable woman because I would have freaking, I'd be replying straight away. I'd say, let's bloody, let's go to Bondi together. I'll bloody suck you off on the beach. Let's take some photos and, and bloody take this thing straight to the papers, you know? Sell out my next comedy show. So, you know, different strokes for different folks, I suppose. But yeah, I mean, let's keep let's keep Shane Warne's name out of your mouth unless you're going to use it properly, babe. You know what I mean? Let's have some respect for one of the greatest icons of all time. But anyway, dude, that's the podcast for this week, I think. Um, what a time, though. Rift City, November 19. Come along if you like. And uh, and that's at laughoutalockdown.com.au. And there's a new YouTube and social media stand-up clip called How to Get Rejected by a Girl in 2021. And that's that, babe. Hey, that is that. Thanks for listening. Way too long, way too long.